is Havilette Kennington, and this is the Havilette Podcast. I'm so excited that you're joining me today. Um, I gotta be honest, I have something pretty fantastic. Um, this is a, one of those shows that I think I have looked forward to for a long time, and it's the first thing I'd wanna share with my friends because I have followed this woman for many years along with her family. And today I have special guest Rachel Cruz with me. And Rachel, thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, thanks for having me on. I so appreciate it. Yeah, for those of you that don't know Rachel, Rachel's a New York Times bestselling author. She has her own show, The Rachel Cruz Show, as well as her own podcast uh, titled as well, The Rachel Cruz Show. And you travel, you speak, you are, you write books, you are a mom and a wife. I mean, is there anything that you don't do, Rachel? <laughs> uh, a lot of things. <laughs> interior decorate is one. I'm not a great decorator. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> amazingly, uh, our team was talking that you're going on maternity leave, so you're about to have your third baby? Yes, in October, so a few months away, but I know, it's crazy. And we this are... is like your first son, right? It is. We had two girls and we always wanted three. So we're like, you know what? If God gives us another girl, we're great with that. We just want three kids. Yes. And it ended up being a boy this time, which is so fun. It's so, so exciting. We're I so have, excited. It, it's such a big deal. I, I have four boys myself and I always said, you know, first things first, healthy baby. Second thing oh, is, you know, God knows what kid we're supposed to have. He puts them in our families and yes. I felt the same way. I couldn't have a baby to add a gender to my family. I had to have a baby to add a child to my family, you know? So it was really critical. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I know. And like, I don't know why this pregnancy, maybe because it was the third and I guess you just see God's faithfulness even over the other two for me. Uh, where I was like, gosh, it just like became even more real where I was like before the earth even formed, like God knew what I was going to have. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. So, like, so yes. you can still pray for your longings and your desires and all that. But at the end of the day, I could just rest and like, whatever baby this is, this is the exact child and human that he wants on the earth that he's entrusted to us. So yeah, it's like, it's such a gift to, to be able to do. And I don't take it for granted at all. No, I don't either. It's such a gift. I think motherhood is the greatest calling that we could have if, if, we're, if we are offered that from the Lord. Yes, absolutely. The greatest gift. I love the conversation we're going to have today because you have a brand new, I, I want to call it a book, but it's also a journal. It's kind of a place of connection for, for people, specifically women, and it's called the Contentment Journal. And I'm curious, what, what made you want to write this? Yes. So the contentment journal came out of really this need I kept seeing as I was talking to audiences and talking to individuals. I wrote my book, Love Your Life, Not Theirs, uh, that came out close to about, I guess, three, four years ago now. I probably should yeah. know that. Somewhere around there. It's been a few years. And so that really had a lot to do with comparisons and how do you have good money habits in the midst of our world and our culture that we just constantly are comparing our lives to everyone else's. Yep. And the, the term commit, uh, contentment kept coming to the surface. And so I wrote about it some in the book, but man, it just connected with people. And I realized in my life, like the areas I'm discontented in, and I realized, you know, it's a journey and it's a choice to make, but how do you do that well? And it's really over the course of time and I write in Love Your Life, Not Theirs about that, con that contentment. It's really a process. It starts with gratitude, yep. which leads you to humility, which then ends in contentment. And I thought, well, if you could spend like a bulk of time in each of these, 
practice this daily, write about it. Cause I mean, there's just such power in writing down things and journaling. And I thought, well, what if I came up with the contentment journal? So it kind of birthed on this idea of seeing this honestly longing probably in my heart, but also with other people I was interacting with. And it's just, it's a, it's a theme that so many of us don't have in our lives today in 2019, but man, one that we can all work towards. And I really believe when you are content, you have peace in your life in the present, but you also end up for my message, winning with money faster because yeah. content people, they can sacrifice their lifestyle to get out of debt. They can save money. Content people are usually more generous than discontent people. And so all of these things came into play, not just with your life, but also your money. And I love that. It's true. A contentment life is a, is a peaceful life. And I, I would agree. I think as at least you and I were young moms, you know, we love the Lord. We're trying to live according to what he wants us to live and we're trying to figure it all out. And I think there's a lot that's bombarding us as women, as moms, um, just in a, in a season when we can maybe go out and and put it on a credit card and get what we want. But in, in a sense, it robs any peace or joy out of it because now we're, we're owned by that thing. Yep. And so I love that this idea of contentment and I love the idea, you know, when I opened it and I saw it, I love it because it's in these three sections, which I love because it is a process. It's not just, I'm going to be content today, but it's the process of kind of where you put your heart. But then I also love the habit of writing it down. I think there's something about pen to paper that's critical for transformation. And I love how you did that. I do too. Well, journaling has been, I mean, I've been in seasons where I'm kind of off and on, but man, those seasons that I'm on and I'm journaling, it's, it's amazing to look back. And there's just the power of seeing God in your life, working in your life through the good times, yeah. the hard times, the doors he opens, the doors he closes. And I always laugh because I'm like, Reverend Garth Brooks had it right. <laughs> thank you, God, for unanswered prayers. Because I look back at some of the stuff I prayed for. I'm like, God, thankfully you are God and I am not. And so you're just able to look back and see your growth through the years. And even just, you know, as a mom or just, even if you're not a mom, but I'm like, just the things in life that you forget about, the little yeah. events, the day-to-day -day stuff. And man, it, it's, it's so important, I do think, to, to be able to write things down. So each day throughout the 90 days, there is a prompt. So I do kind of give you something if you're not a journaler and you're like, okay, it's just yeah. like, like pages. There are prompts that kind of get you in the mindset and the heart set of each of these sections as we I, walk through them. And I love it. You know, I'm kind of obsessed with the whole, there's a lot of um, messaging out there right now, atomic habits and writing things down and getting how, you know, a habit over time is a small investment to really a change of life. And so I feel like it's right in line with what everyone is beginning to hear, which is that idea that if you kind of stick with something consistently every single day, you'll turn back in a year and see that something is transformed. And I, I think that's what I like about this. And um, it, it's got all that smart, the smart goal habit of making it attractive and easy and available. It's, I love it. I think it's, a, it's beautiful. And what you, I think what our listeners don't know is it's also really pretty. Like, did you have anything to do with the Thank cover? And <laughs> yes. And I'm so glad you said that because when we were creating it. I like, I had all these ideas and I'm, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I'm not an interior decorator, AKA I'm not a creative. Like that is not the gifting God gave me. And I'm very okay with that. But like even our designer that helped me uh, here at Ramsey Solutions, you know, I sat down with her in a meeting and I was like, ah, I was like, kind of Joanna gains but yeah. not as farmhouse a little bit more gold like I was like trying to give her all these like adjectives and she was so great and so yeah we worked on that um for for quite a while just to get it exactly like what I could see because I couldn't really even vocalize what I wanted and then the kind of the joke has become with my dad 
Dave Ramsey, he is like tactical out the wazoo. Like it is all about the function and what you get out of it, which I appreciate, right? So all the content we deliver, you will get a result if you do it. But I kept saying, it's just so beautiful. It is. It's just so beautiful. And he kept being like, well, is it beautiful in the inside? I was like, of course. <laughs> in the inside, it's all beautiful. So it kind of became a joke around the office and everyone was laughing because they're like, Rachel, this beautiful thing. So I appreciate you. I did. And <laughs> beautiful and I it's actually sitting on my nightstand and I'm realizing like that's the habit I'm, I've even started it and I've been doing it every night because it's oh. pretty enough to be on your nightstand and it's pretty enough to and it's short enough to where you're not overwhelmed you're not you're like filling out a work yes. it's a girl moment. you like read the marketing copy that's why I said I, was like, I literally <laughs> want this on someone's coffee coffee table or nightstand that I could just sit there and just kind of blend and be peaceful and beautiful and all the things so absolutely I, love that. <laughs> I, I got it I got the memo but also I love um you know like I say moms but obviously I was, I'm a working mom a working woman I think sometimes too we just need a tangible thing and I, I love I kind of want to go back to that idea that contentment isn't something we just have an exchange for a moment, but it's a habit we work on. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that thought. And I'm just curious, what are you finding with women? I know you have a lot of influence with really millions of people around the world, but what are you finding, at least in the American culture, what are women struggling? Why are they struggling with contentment and why is it so powerful? Yeah, I think overall, I think it's women and probably men too. It's just amazing. I look at our world when it comes to more of the lens of personal finance. And I'm like, we've been told kind of, it's really this myth, this lie that we all have to live this, this type of standard of living. Like in America today, yeah. everyone should have a home and two cars and go on vacation once a year, sometimes twice a year if you're really lucky. Like, like it's just kind of this, mm -hmm. this mundane, like exactly how life should be. And if it's not there... And if you're not able to afford it, then the avenue of debt opens up and you can basically get whatever you want right when you want it. And so now we look up decades later of this, of this you know, philosophy being told to us over and over of kind of what we deserve. And 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Wow. And the average family has $15,000 in credit card debt. Student loan debt is constantly on the rise. I mean, it's just, man, we're, we're a culture that we are, we're working so hard and spinning our wheels but it's like our money comes in, our money goes out, right? The door and bills, and we have nothing to show for it. And so that is a hard, it's a hard place to just live in that cycle day in and day out, month after month, even decade after decade. And it's hard to be content in that because we're being told this lie of what our life should look like. And if it's not like that, or it's not like the person you follow on Instagram, or you fill in the blank. Yep. then we try to find a means to get that. And so what I find is that people are led down this avenue, like you said earlier, that the, you know, the borrower is slave to the lender. You end up, your stuff owning you. Yep. And, and, and as in a, in a Christian perspective through that lens, I'm like, man, that stunts so much of what God has given us to use as a tool to not just further his kingdom, but to be givers. Yep. And I mean, I just imagine what the people of God could do for the kingdom of God if we had no debt. I totally like, agree. Wasn't going out to car payments and to vacations that we took last year, like all these things, like what if we didn't have payments? And so there's just this powerful principle and it's all through scripture. Like everything we took is like common yes. and from scripture, but it really applying it to our lives and our money. And then the outflow of that, I really believe getting in control of your money and doing what God calls us to do with our finances 
um, that is a part for sure that can lead to contentment because you do have a piece in that area that can be very, very stressful for a lot of people. But I also think it's the heart issue and it's just the expectation of what we expect in our world today and how our life should look. And as moms, I'm like, and I feel this, it's like this tug where you see, you know, maybe you're a working mom and you see the stay at home mom, or you see that you're the stay at home mom and you see the working mom, or you see the mom that can travel with her husband or the ones that don't travel. I mean, like you just, you're getting all of these different people, all these lives that are so different than yours, which is a beautiful thing, but yet we make it about ourselves and to say, hey, well, if I don't have that, I should. And it just gets us in a tough spot, not only with our hearts, but with our money. It's true. And it will suck you dry. I know with um, my life, you know, I, I'm a minister and I get to travel and write books and all that good stuff. But I, I think one of the greatest things that my husband and I did early on was we just said no to debt. I mean, we just, I mean, we mm -hmm. made a decision that we were not going to be in debt and it's given us the freedom to live life and what comes in is ours and we can either give it, we can save it, whatever. And I, sometimes I, yeah. I think money's like off the, off the table. People don't want to talk about it because it's kind of their story of shame and they don't really want people to know what's happening or they either go into a marriage with debt or they got into debt because of the, something happened. Yes. And I was thinking about this moment. Um, last week we were trying to, we're, we want to build a home. And so we've saved a certain amount and we're excited about building a home. And we got, we came back and met with the contractor and he was like, actually, uh, prices have changed. California had a big fire. So all the, the wood has gone up. And he said, so this is what it's going to really cost you. And so when they left, my husband and I looked at each other and said, well, then it's off the table this year. Mm. Because we have to save the money. And you know what the battle was for me was not me waiting. It, the battle for me was that I had already told people I was going to do this. And the sense of failure, like, oh, I don't want them to think that I can't succeed in this or achieve in this. And I think for many of us, we, we don't, we're, we're afraid of like interrupting our, the picture we're presenting. And we're afraid to say, actually, I need to wait on that. I can't go on vacation this year. I can't buy that car. And we assume that that's kind of like, um, almost like declaring our success. And again, I was like a passing thought. I have no problem getting it out there, but I felt that resistance yes. of like, oh, I, I've already set it into motion. And I think that's what we get in trouble specifically as women is we set things in motion. Like I said, I started, I, I signed up for school or I already put, you know, went to go buy that furniture and that's what I wanted. And we get all these things in motion. And so I think maturity and contentment is being willing to interrupt that mm -hmm. moment to say, it's not worth it. Yes. Oh, so good. Yes. And the amazing thing is usually when you show that, that patience and you tell someone yeah. on the flip side, actually we're pausing for a year because we're going to just save a little bit more. That delayed gratification is so attractive to people because you wow. never hear it. You know wow. what I mean? And people yep. hear it and they think, that's amazing where you're saying in your head, which I've done before, you know, we moved, I remember us moving into our, <laughs> our first home and we had like no furniture. We bought during the recession. So we got a home. Right. You know, <laughs> we needed at the time, but we're like, hey, if this is our budget and we can do it, let's just go and do it. We can grow our family in it, yada, yada. But we couldn't furnish like half of it, honestly. <laughs> these like newlyweds in our 20s. And I was so embarrassed to have people over for the first time, like my good friends. And I yes. kept justifying it and I kept talking. And finally, one of my friends looked at me, she's like, Rachel, we really don't care. <laughs> and at that moment, you know what? They really don't. Mm -mm. They really don't. You know, but we, we, we perceive what people are assuming about us and we take that and that's what is our motivation. That's what leads us down usually a path of destruction. We're on the flip side. They either don't care or they probably admire you to think, 
dang, she has some major self-control. I kind of wish we did too, because we're, you know, maybe she's yeah. on side thinking, well, I shouldn't have made that one decision I did a few years ago because we wouldn't be here. So it's amazing the example you can set. Um, but on the flip side, just like you're saying, how our motivations are driven at times, and it is because of other people and keeping up with the Joneses in a sense. Yeah, it's so real. It's so real. I love that though, that we can inspire people by, by making healthy choices. I love that idea. I don't think I flipped it yet. And so uh, maybe you could remind me of that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't broken ground yet. I'll be like, girl, you're, not, <laughs> right. you're so inspired. <laughs> um, okay. So here's another thing. I'm curious with the three sections, how long does it take to go through the journal for people? It's, is it 90 days? Yes, it's total 90 days. So you'll spend 30 days in gratitude okay. and kind of just setting the table. And I, I really wanted to start there because I'm like, it's amazing. You know, in a heart filled with gratitude, there is no room for discontentment and comparisons. Like when you're just grateful, that's the overflow of your spirit. And so starting with your own life and, and I walk through different um, areas of your life, everything from your lifestyle to your job, to your friends, your family. So there's uh, different topics each day and just starting in that. And then once you have that gratitude, then the next 30 days is on humility. And I kind of based this idea off of C.S. Lewis's quote, where he said, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Yeah. And I love that because yeah. like, it's such a picture of, I so feel like what God calls us to. I'm like, humility is not humiliation. Like even God doesn't want his own children looking at yourself and being like, Oh, I'm terrible at that. No, no, you know, don't compliment me. No, I'm, t I'm just, I'm, I'm horrible. You know, he's like, no, he, he loves you. Like you're a child of God. So you don't have to humiliate yourself, but yet humility, it just means it's not all about you, right? That like yeah. that other people are out there. And so that's when you can kind of, you know, take your eyes from your life with gratitude to lift them up to other people and really live in humility where other people start to become a priority in your life uh, in all different ways. And so there's kind of different challenges, different prompts through those 30 days. But when your focus is serving other people and looking at other people as, as, as that have value, uh, but it's coming out of a place of your gratitude, uh, it's, such, it's such a great season to be in. And then out of that, just, you know, wonderfully leads into contentment. In the last 30 days, it's all about contentment. And, and I found that contentment is not complacency. It's not laziness. Yeah. You can still be driven and you can still have goals and be doing great things and be content. And so it really is this balance, but it, it's there. And so we walk through that for the last 30 days. I love it. I think um, for our listeners, I think it's just a perfect thing. Even in summer, summer kicks in, kids are home, or maybe even in our work where we're busy. I think it's a fantastic time to start something like this and spend the summer, take three months and just figure it out. Just go, this is what I'm going to get ready for the fall before the holidays and everything's going to bombard me. I'm going to, I'm going to take some time and educate myself and get empowered. I love it. I, I think it's fantastic, Rachel. I really awesome. do. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So what, what's coming up for you? What are you excited about? Obviously, uh, it, it, let me ask you this. Is the contentment journal available right now? It is. Yes. Okay. So you can get it wherever books are sold, Amazon or rachelcruise.com. I love that. And so obviously you're having a baby. Is that probably your biggest, your biggest <laughs> thing coming up? <laughs> yeah, you know, my, this is about to get more personal than work. Really. <laughs> more work. Yeah. Winston, my husband, and I we were just talking about this the other day. I'm like, I feel like God has us in a season of summer. Someone, uh, <laughs> They preached on this on Mother's Day at our church, but yes. it just different seasons. And I'm like, man, we are in summer. We're just like, we're, we're, we are just, yield, we're, we're working the field. Yes. That's what it feels yes. like. There's a lot of work and emotions. 
So yeah, we have we have a couple of things to play personally, including the baby, which is so fantastic. But I'm um, I, I haven't really even announced it, so I guess it's not yeah. that big of a deal. But we're in the manuscript <laughs> of my next book. Oh, good. Uh, yes, which I'm so excited about. So I'll I my goal is to have the manuscript in. October one before baby comes that way maternally oh, wow. think about it and all of that and then I'll pick it back up in January and you know start doing edits and all that but oh yes that's, that's it and then my show I have the Rachel Cruz show so we have a video version on YouTube and Facebook and then we lift the audio from that with some more commentary and have a podcast as well I love that I love that yeah so it's been fun that show has been really it's been such a fun outlet to be able to bring guests on and talk about topics related to money and your life and how to still enjoy your life, create a life that you love, but you are in control of your money money, and you're handling it well. Uh, and so there's some sacrifice involved. We talk a lot about getting out of debt, everything from yes. saving up and having an emergency fund, having that safety net to grocery shopping. I mean, it's like, uh, it's everything <laughs> in between. And it's been, it's so, so fun to, to put out that kind of content for people. I love it. And I, I really am so obsessed recently with the YouTube shows and then going over to Facebook. And I just think it's such a cool place. That's where we are. And so I just love it. I think that anyone who's listening can jump over there and find you and watch, um, and hear a lot of different things. I, uh, I just think it's, it's, I don't know. I, I love all of the, you know, there's no reason why we should feel alone or we should feel that there's not anything out there to help us. There's so many amazing resources and that's what you are. You're giving hope and showing people how to kind of interrupt that narrative that's kind of following us and our generation and saying, no, challenge that narrative that doesn't need to be there anymore. Yeah. And, and, I, and I would say too, to, no matter who you are, no matter what your story is, when it comes to your money, anyone can take control of it. Personal finance, it is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. Like you wow. don't have to understand a ton. You have to get the basics and it's most of it's common sense and biblically based. And yeah. but doing it, changing our behavior and the way possibly you viewed money, your perspective on money, the way you've handled money, those things may have to radically change in order for you to get a different result, but anyone can do it. I mean, we see people, it's such our, it's our passion. And it's like, what we love the most is, is celebrating with people, especially that have gotten out of debt and celebrating. Yeah. And we've heard, I mean, literally millions of people doing this from every type of salary range to debt level. I mean, wow. all the above from single moms to couples that have been married for 50 years. I mean, it's just like you, you get the gamut of people, but it's them. The consistency in it is them choosing, you know what? I'm going to do something different. And you know what? They have a bigger why as well. Yes. Why maybe, you know what? I'm choosing to give this over to the Lord and I'm choosing to serve him well in this way. Or it's, it's for my kids. I want my kids to have a different legacy passed to them. You know, I want to be a huge giver. Like what is your why? Finding that is your, is your top motivation. And it's hard work. It takes intentionality. But man, when this area of your life stops controlling you and you start controlling it, the freedom that comes Wow. The opportunities that are presented to you and the faithfulness. I really believe that God gives you more when you can manage more and you can handle it well for his kingdom. And so just the, the power and just the subject alone uh, to give people freedom and hope, like you were saying, it's, it's something that we love. And so just encourage anyone, your listeners, out there, no matter where you are, you can do this, but you have to decide to change. I love it. I, you, you clearly are anointed for this. And I feel like one of the underlying messages that you communicate is that it's possible, like you can do it. And I think yes. people need to hear that. So 
I love it, Rachel. I'm so honored to have you on my podcast. I can't, I'm, I'm grateful that everyone gets to kind of, I'm sure everybody knows who you are, but at least we get to have a conversation and it's always fun to meet another woman in the trenches, um, you know, helping to encourage this generation to live a healthy life for God. So I'm inspired. I just think it's fantastic. I, I'm praying for success in your next book and the next birth. I appreciate it. And all you guys do. It's, it's absolutely incredible as well. So ditto to you. And, and thank you for having me on. Seriously. It's always a pleasure to get to do this kind of thing. So I really appreciate you. Oh my gosh. Well, guys, go get your contentment journal. I'll be doing it as well. Make sure you post it and at least um, hashtag us. I know contentment journals, one of the hashtags, uh, but make sure you hashtag it and let us know that you heard this and that you went out and bought yours. Take a picture, give, show us on Instagram and just uh, bring us along. We'll be there too. And uh, Rachel, have a great day. And Thank you so for, much. Thanks for popping on here. Thanks again. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Well, I hope that really blessed your life. I hope that everything God was trying to get to you, you grabbed a hold of. Again, don't forget to give me a shout out on the socials. I'm there almost every day. And if this podcast really spoke to you, would you consider leaving a review so others can find this podcast and as well as some stars? I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you next time.